Well, they say sometimes any publicity is good publicity. And the Pac-12 is back in the news again. Looks like they're back to being a whack again real soon. You are locked on Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We're available on every single podcasting platform as well as visually on YouTube. You can find me personally on Twitter at Aldeo State. So today is an interesting, an interesting topic of conversation simply because I don't like beating a dead horse, right? Sometimes you grab a dead horse and he needs to be beat a little bit. And this isn't one of those scenarios per se, except for sometimes when somebody is flailing around for attention, it is attention that you must give them. And that's the situation I feel like we find ourselves today in regards to the Pac-12. We like to, to focus on you know what we have going in the Big 12. But it is pertinent, right? Because this pushing the goalpost down the road thing, it's been an ongoing battle. Like month after month after month after month, we keep hearing that it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. The scorned lover in this situation has been here the whole time. So it's less of a conversation of will the Pac-12 dissolve? I think it's more of a conversation of not only when, but the, the new question arises, how long do you wait? If you're Brett Yormark and you know that the Big 12 is currently in a position of power, how long do you allow the can to continuously get kicked down the road? Before you say enough is enough, should San Diego State already be in the Pac-12? Probably. Should SMU already be in the Pac-12? Yeah, uh, probably. Right. One of the few things that Bob Bowlesby did, the former commissioner in the Big 12, one of the few things he did right was immediately upon the news of OU in Texas, he made a move. And he got arguably the, the four best teams physically possibly available. But the Pac-12 has instead decided to sit on their hands. And the, the question has to be, why? And if it's not obvious by now, I hope I can help you dial it in here. It's because they don't have anything worth writing home about. If you know that you don't have anything significant enough to move the needle, significant enough to make enough member institutions happy, then it's only a matter of time. But then again, the second part of that is, how long does Brett Yormark wait? Because he shouldn't wait a whole heck of a lot longer. 
I mean, put, put it together, Colorado. Since you have left the Big 12, nothing has gone swimmingly for you. Matter of fact, you have lost $70 million in comparison to what you would have made if you had spent the same amount of time in the Big 12. Research dollars haven't been beneficial at all. The research department at Colorado University has not gotten exponentially better. I think you could potentially argue the opposite. If you ain't growing, you're dying. Well, if it's refusing to take the water, why are you going to keep watering it? If Colorado or Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, right? You can pick pick of the litter here. If any one of those institutions are so disillusioned at this point in time, don't you just kind of let them flounder? Don't you just let them kind of float off in the deep end and figure it out for themselves? I, I do think that there's going to be pressure. There's going to be outside pressure at most of these universities to do something. Because if it hasn't been clear by now, if you're so wrapped up in the Tony Altimores of the world, spreading false crap as much as physically possible, if you're of that camp, then I'm sure you're, you're, you're possibly happy. But they can get kicked down the road. But if you're not of that camp, you cannot be happy. And you can also not continuously sit on your hands and wait. Wait on some other stuff to develop. Wait on what? What are you waiting on? This fictitious amount of dollar bills that ain't coming. The money ain't coming, honey. You know, you, you see this craziness from George Klyovkov saying stuff like waiting can be a good thing. Waiting for what? ESPN's not running around looking for extra ways to spend money right now. Neither is Fox. NBC, ABC, I mean, ESPN's hands tied to some degree because of their constraints with, with Disney, profitability. There's not a bunch of extra meat on the bone. And for a long time, you've had enough Ross Dellingers and Tony Altimores of the world to push out these narratives that Pac-12 is going to be okay. We're going to be fine. There's nothing to see here. If at any point in time, this was in reference to a surgical procedure where you needed to stop the bleeding, well, you, you, done, you done gave the tourniquet away. Again, it's not a matter of when, it's a matter of time now. How much time does the Pac-12 conference continue to have in viability? They could have should have probably even capitalized this year right now on the fact that they do have a pretty good offensive skill set in that conference. They have some pretty good quarterbacks that could lean behind a little bit this year. But instead, we're kicking the can down the road. That's because there ain't nothing in the can. Stop allowing people to tell you that everything's fine while the house is physically on fire. If you can see it burning and you haven't called the fire department, 
What do you just let it burn? That's where I'm at with Brett Yormark. If there's schools in the Pac-12 that cannot see the writing on the wall, let it burn. And then not not it's not going to a point and laugh. It's not going to be that kind of thing. But we can all sit back and say, "You got what you got." You got what you got because you decided to stir in the pot of nothingness. You decided to run off into the vast array of expansion wilderness bullcrap. How much longer, you let me know down in the comment section, how much longer, if you're Brett Yormark, let's just play this game that you're the commissioner. If you're the commissioner of the Big 12 Conference, how much longer do you wait to allow this piddly paddly bullcrap to carry on? It's over. So they're either going to go down with that sinking ship, and you let them do so, and then nobody anywhere at any point in time can say that the Big 12 didn't do anything. We've probably done plenty of things, but they're just so enamored with the idea that, that there's a small fraction of a percentage of a, of a shot that their conference survives. Thriving it shouldn't even be part of the vocabulary, but surviving, maybe. But if they were going to survive, they should have already put the tourniquet on. They should have already stopped the bleeding. You should have already brought San Diego State in. You should have already brought SMU in. You're kicking and screaming down the hall of nothingness. Let me know in the comment section. Like it if you like it. Dislike it if you don't. All that fun jazz. Comment, share. We're on the road to a thousand here, but do you continue to wait? Are we done? Or is just Brett Yormark draw a line in the sand and say, all right, enough is enough. Tired of the patty cake, tired of the shenaniganry, tired of the games. It's poop or get off the pot time. It is. And for you, find people out there, sometimes you know when it's poop or get off the pot time in regards to, well, just, Basically anything, okay? And when you're trying to build, like, uh, you know, a professional championship level, level team, making every player count and making sure every player is a perfect fit, it matters to you. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle, right? This is the thing that's going to get you up and down the road on a daily basis so you can make enough money to pay your bills. So, Every part kind of needs to fit just right. The next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay's guaranteed fit. You can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to the garage, look for the green check, and know that the part will fit. Or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is in the name of the game. When you shop eBay Motors... With over the 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. It is easy to bring home the W when you know the parts are going to fit right and are guaranteed. Get the right parts, get the right fit, and get them at the right prices with ebaymotors.com. Again, that is ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit. Only the U.S. customers. Ellsworth items only and exclusions do apply. All right, so the next thing you can see on the, the, the Dilly Mojave, the docket, the ticker, the bullet points, 
All right. Is it time that Coach Jason McIndoo earns his P's and Q's? Yeah, it's a rhetorical question. The answer is, of course. You can say that we adjusted things and we, we tried to invent this Cowboy Pack style of position, and, and you can say it was a, a good idea. But just like Coach McIndoo has said recently, what ended up happening was you've got right, the jack-of-all-trades but master-of-none situation. It's great to have the versatility to do a lot of things, to go all over the field, and to be able to handle different scenarios, right, from a run game and a passing game standpoint. How to down block, how to get to the second level, how to seal off an edge, how to seal off the inside, how to help with a double team, how to pass on a double team, how to call off your stunts and your twists. Learning all that makes you an extension of the offensive line. And that's basically what we were because Coach Jason McAdoo is an offensive-minded guy. He's an offensive line-minded guy. So we were asking him to take his mindset of O-line and turn them into some semblance of a tight end slash fullback. I guess the idea was that it's going to be so simplistic that he'll learn as he goes. I assume that was the idea. Logically, I, okay, I can get behind that. I can possibly get behind that. However, I cannot get behind the idea that it took us this long. Square peg in a round hole, anyone? What we've been doing hasn't been working. Now, why we waited this amount of time to have a different implementation? I don't know. But it doesn't matter why or how long, as long as it pays off. And we haven't had the true fullback style position in a while. We haven't had a true tight end position in quite some time either. I am a big believer in Josiah Johnson. I'm an even bigger believer in what Braden Cassidy is at fullback. Josiah Johnson just, he gets what we need done. And him being a former quarterback, especially in in a, you know, power style of scheme, he's going to understand spacing and what's being asked to him at a little bit of an, more of an advanced level. And when you got the size to go with it, that's helpful. When you got the speed to have some degree of separation from linebackers, that's pretty helpful. When you're too big for your traditional nickel guy corner to mess with, that's helpful. And, you just like you've seen the emergence of Braden Cassidy at the fullback position. I think uh, you know, Jake Soltz might be somebody that's right in there as well. Coach McIndoo's boy. 
And then you look over tight end. Quentin Stewart, strongest dude in that room. True tight end. The only real true tight end other than Tabor Shetron that Coach McIndoo has been able to get to campus and is still here. Quentin Stewart's a little more undersized than the other two, right? So instead of being 6'5", 6'4", 6'6", he's hovering around the 6'2 range. But you can make up for a lot of that with the physicality side of it, which he does bring that to the table. I like what Ian Edenfield could potentially be. Like Tabor Shetron, if he can develop, right, that's a potential gold mine. This offense will be very fun to watch, especially if you're like an enthusiast of the game. Is it going to be the high-flying crazy stuff that you're used to? Well, maybe not. But you look back 2021, everybody was pretty happy with tuning the game on and seeing that defense go to work. Am I saying the defense is going to carry everything like 2021? No. I'm just saying that we, as Oklahoma State Cowboy fans, we've proven that there's other things that can draw us to the table. There's other things that can bring us in and get us a little bit more engaged. You don't have to chunk it for 60, 70 every game. There's beauty in simplicity. And if you're looking for the improvement that most think we can have, or a lot of us think we can have, a bounce back Gundy style of year. If we're all waiting to see that, then patience might actually be a virtue. We can't afford a bunch of injuries, but who can? There's not a lot of teams out there that are rocking with such a phenomenal 2-3 deep that they can you know, withstand certain injuries at certain spots, especially certain parts of the season. There's a lot of reasons I think this offense will do very well. And you can look at the production at fullback and tight end, and it'll have a direct tie-in to how much success we're able to have on the field this upcoming season. Uh, Let me know down in in the comments section uh, what you guys think. And let me know if you've heard some of the grumblings that Tabry might might transition at some point in time to fullback. Do you like like this idea? If you do like that idea, do you think we have a, a tight end other than, I mean, you could throw Ford in there. You could throw Josh Ford in there. Is that the guy that makes the numbers a little bit more slanted that way? Obviously, let me know. Let me know down in the comment section what you think. But part of this 4.5, 4.6 yards carry, it's going to have to come from that extension. That extension on the offensive line of what is a tight end. That extra chip, that extra wheel route, the extra out route, the extra guy underneath, the extra security blanket that 
Yeah, fullback can give you, especially a fullback as talented as Braden Cassidy. It, it makes the defense respect so much more. And I think, ironically enough, we do have the guys to do it. All right. So you look down there, the last, uh, the last thing to, to cover here is, is overrate and campus appreciation. And, and I say that because so we're, we're here remote Baton Rouge, Louisiana for the Marucci World Series. Uh, we are one and zero. The 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 boy got the start of the mound today. Got the W. Gave up zero earned runs and and pit, pitched four pretty daggone good innings. So it's been fun. But we had the home run derby, and I was pretty excited. I was very excited to be on LSU's campus, and they just won the national title. So I'm even more excited, you know, to get inside their stadium. It's not the same. We have it so good. So good in Stillwater. These are the national champions. And it was not all that. And a bag of chips. That was very, very underwhelming. Say, I mean, the football stadium, the, the, the historical nature, the pageantry, it is big. It's got some Coliseum-esque feel to it and, and spots, but it's not all that nice. The baseball stadium is not very nice. The campus, it's not anything like Stillwater. I, of course, I'm going to be partial, but I'm saying I'm saying aesthetically, the aesthetic side of things here, right here, smack dab middle of campus, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, LSU, Bayou Bengals. It's pretty different than Stillwater. I don't think that a lot of us realize how spoiled we are, and we all talk about this NIL stuff and how Oklahoma State. It's going to have some difficulty you know, maintaining and, and staying on even footing. Maybe. But this is the most money can buy, supposedly. And this is not impressive. This is not impressive even a little bit. So I as we look for this next season to be better, right? The 2022 in the beginning of 2023 was, wasn't so hot. Here's to this year being a little bit different. But again, from a campus standpoint, from a facility standpoint, from a donor standpoint, from an NIL standpoint, these people here are doing more with less, I guess. We have all of the stuff. We have all of, of the metrics that equal. You're, you're playing in a big-time atmosphere. You're playing big-time college ball. And I just want to take a minute for us all to realize how good we have it in Stillwater. And, of course, this is a season of capitalization. Because with 
the stuff that we have, the facilities we have, the people that we have, the acumen and ability for recruiting that we do have, it's okay to want more. It's okay to expect more. We should do that. Because they expect it here with half of the facilities. Again, football stadium's big. Okay. It's not the same. We are spoiled. We have some crazy, crazy nice stuff. And now I see why. This is SEC money, buddy. SEC money. And it ain't it ain't coming to LSU. Or they're not spending it. I don't know what they're spending it on. I was excited. This was like, you know, bucket list type of, of thing. And I've been beyond underwhelmed. Just wanted to make sure I threw that out there for all of us in, in Cowboy and Cowgirl Nation. We've got it good. We've got it really, really good. Better than most. Better than most in the SEC. All right, y'all. That's all we're going to have for this one. Of course, you know, I appreciate you stopping by. God bless you. Go Pokes. And thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. All right, y'all. Later, T.